Welcome to the Cash Calf Podcast, where we talk about everything business, including the mentality and practicality of the side hustle. Here are your hosts, Tyler Martin and Matt Bitter. We got plenty of time. Plenty of time. There's 13, right. 13 hours on this SD card. Gonna, that might be... going to be a long one. What do you think the longest podcast ever? Probably Joe Rogan. I don't know. Yeah, I've listened to some of his that are like... Like his Jordan Peterson one's pretty long. Three yeah. and three and a half hours, yeah. something like that. That's a long time sitting there. I'd have to pee like four times. Well, when he does Alex Jones, Alex Jones does. He's like, I got <laughs> I to go pee. Yeah. All right. And then Joe's just talking there. <laughs> um, did you listen to the Mike Tyson one? Uh, was it recently? It was very, yeah, very recent. No, I haven't. I haven't. I started listening to it and I didn't think I'd keep listening. And within probably 10, 15 minutes, I texted my wife. I was like, you got to listen to this. Really? Mike Tyson, as crazy as he is, Mm -hmm. the guy is, he's a, he's a sage wizard. Like he is, he is so, um, wisdom like he, he's hmm. just full of wisdom everything he says is like wow i can't believe mike tyson's saying this stuff. and then he eats another handful of mushrooms oh i i'm pretty <laughs> well the way that the podcast starts out and kira's like i wasn't i didn't know why you told me to listen to this um he starts out and he's like you know he's got his his lisps from getting yeah, in the face all right. the time and everything he's like well, um, the the reason why uh, i'm doing so good is is because uh, the frog venom <laughs> you're like what? frog venom He's like, yeah, the, the DMT from the frog venom. Oh. And uh, then he goes off on how the frog venom, the frog, told him to start fighting again. Hmm. And you're like, this is a this is retar- this is bad. This yeah. is not going to be good. And um, then all of a sudden he starts getting into things like, if you're going to be successful, you've got you've to be willing to be an idiot. And then just gets into Interesting. this deep wisdom where you're like, how is Mike Tyson, the guy who bit... Evander Holyfield's ear off in a mm-hmm, fight. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm learning so much. And then probably halfway through the podcast, um, they're talking about chimps and tigers and lions and everything. And Joe's like, "I'm learning so much in this podcast." Huh. And it is. Mike Tyson wow. is just full of wisdom for huh. everything from the DMT frog venom to to coaching. He talks about coaching and how coaches need to be essentially how coaches their job is so much harder than that of an athlete's hmm. and he even says he's like i can't i can't be a coach but i can be an athlete because i i i'm good at doing what i'm told yeah but i'm not good at telling doing what to the do. strategizing yeah. and figuring out what needs to be done necessarily yeah. hmm. he talks about uh, fighters and coaches and he's like most most coaches are not fighters and they shouldn't be and it was just really cool hmm. So I direct. Yeah, I'll get on there and listen to it. Good. I haven't have, listened to. The whole have thing. you seen? I think it. I think it popped up probably on one of my social media deals or something. But his gummies, he's got oh. CBD gummies that are in the shape of an ear with oh with, with a bite mark out of them. <laughs> but it's interesting because I've heard like Joe Rogan's talked about him a few times in different uh, podcasts and stuff, and he kind of. I mean, he has an interesting story. Like, obviously, he's on Mike Tyson, I mean. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. he's on top of the world. Kind of has a, you know, goes downhill for a while. Like, they were saying at one point he was worth, like, I don't know, 20 million bucks or something, somewhere yeah. in that range. And then uh, just kind of blew it all. Like, mm-hmm. was worth basically nothing. And then uh, kind of came back and got into business, different business-type yeah. stuff and everything. And, and 
Yeah, it's cool. He it, talks about it a little bit in the podcast <clears throat> when he didn't have much money. He was talking with Dana White, who's the CEO of UFC, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, I think I'm going to do a fight again." And Dana's like, "You can't fight. Like, I don't want to see you get hurt. I don't want to see you get knocked out. I don't want to see anything happen to you." So Dana White gets him on Shark Week, and he he goes and feet. He he has to tickle the sharks underneath the neck. Mm-hmm. You mean like Discovery Shark Week? <laughs> yeah, like on the TV show or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, his job is to like tickle the shark under the chin, and it makes him fall asleep. And Joe's like, "Wait a second! So you're telling me <laughs> yeah. Dana White yeah. didn't want you to go get in a fight, <laughs> but he wanted you to get in and tickle a shark?" <laughs> I don't want you to get knocked out, but your your arm getting bitten off is okay. Yeah. And, well, and then Mike's like, yeah, my wife wanted me to do the same thing. He's like, wait, those mother efforts don't want me to live. <laughs> Finally hit him. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, That's funny. Like for being, I didn't think, I didn't go into it with much and I was very blown away hmm. at, at the wisdom that he has, which. You know, there's quite a few of those that are interesting. I'm like, ah, I don't want to listen to that. And I'm like, man, this is some of the best stuff I've ever yep. listened to. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty interesting. Some of the MMA podcasts. Like, I don't even know who mm-hmm. the guy is. And then you start listening. You're like, I want to look up your fight, man. Yeah. This is, this is good stuff. Well, a lot of it is because of that backstory. You know, like yeah. a lot of the ones that I come away with really enjoying. And this is on any podcast I listen to. I usually listen to, uh, you know, Rogan, if there's something good on there. I'll listen to Jocko. Yeah. Um, if there's something that catches my interest. And then Jordan Peterson. And that's yep. kind of about it. And all of those, I've had ones that I've clicked on. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who this person is or whatever. And and it's those. it's always those stories of struggle you know, yeah. and and figuring it out and being, you know, like the bottle breacher guy, like we talked about, like coming up with this per, this thing that everything everybody think is thinks is stupid, and you keep working at it, and five years down the road you're a genius. You know, yeah. like those are the best stories. I love yeah. them. They're good. Yeah, and <clears throat> we're all we're filled with them. We just might not see it. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have struggle, everybody. And the more that you struggle and you start to learn about other people, you're like, oh, everybody's struggling. And it's different struggles, right? So if you live in Haiti, yeah. the struggle might be to get food. And that's a very real, very tough struggle. Interestingly, when we've been to Haiti, 90, I'm totally just throwing out a number, 95% of the people are happy down there. Mm-hmm. You come here, we don't have to struggle for food. And only half the people. And nobody's are happy. freaking happy. Yeah. Everybody's flipping you off and stuff yep. going down the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Hmm. Very just bizarre to think about. And then that eight billion people are having unique problems. But if we are to see those problems correctly, those eight billion people can learn from it and be in a much better place. Yeah. We just we just don't. I think a lot of times we struggle and then we let ourselves continue to struggle and we don't learn from that struggle well i think that's probably what's so good about those uh those stories yeah is it brings that struggle and stuff out that we normally don't see you know and and so we can relate with it too it's like oh i have lots of stupid ideas too that i think are really cool and you know and going on with it so yeah well and the best stories in history the one and the, the ones that are taught in school and that we have to read in college you know the the Iliad and the Odyssey. They're all the the hero that ends up in this massive struggle mm-hmm. and then just pulls themselves to the top of it. And then you know a lot of times 
they I, I don't know as far as the stories go but they get to the top and then what happens they, they fall again yeah you know the most successful people out there my wife has to remind me of this the most successful people out there are the ones who have struggled the most but have used that struggle mm-hmm. to learn yeah you know two thousand we're going to talk recession today and how to recession proof you talk 2008 2009 crash the ones who learned from that are the ones that are on top right now mm-hmm. but there are others that i'm thinking mostly in construction but there were others that go out on their own they they crash and then they just settled for something that they didn't want to do and they're still doing it yeah or they or even they you know talking about recession you know i almost see it as i think a lot of people hear recession and it's fearful yeah well the people that look at it and go holy cow that's an opportunity yeah and they're looking for the opportunities in that you know like 2008 2009 i guarantee there was people that were in real estate didn't get you know they knew how to or they kind of had an idea maybe of how to structure in a way that they wouldn't get wiped out yeah but they could also find you know have some money aside or whatever to massively jump on the opportunity mm-hmm. that that was the 2008 2009 thing you know yeah and there was other people that saw it as the worst thing ever and went away from real estate and have never looked back and said yeah. real estate sucks you can't make money at real estate yeah i guarantee you there was people that were like this is an opportunity and i'm going to take advantage of it and so even just a mentality shift you know and and that's you got to have that that mentality as an entrepreneur you know doing a side hustle or whatever whether there's a recession or not i mean there's always opportunities out there always and you always have got to be looking for the the positivity in that and not you know look for the ways that it's going to succeed and not be focused on the ways that it's going to fail or whatever you know there's i've heard there's a i don't know in a book or something i read i don't even know where but there's a company that uh teaches their employees and tells their employees to have uh over they call it something positivity like uh it's not naive but like another word kind of for naive but like just over the top positivity like um i wish i could think of the word but unrealistic positivity or whatever you know like that's what they teach their people is just to be just to be very positive and be looking for opportunities positive Mm -hmm. or like an inverse paranoid yeah yeah so w clement stone he was the publisher of success magazine for a while um jack canfield success principles chicken soup for the soul guy he worked for him and people would describe him as an inverse paranoid Hmm. instead of going out and being like what what bad's gonna happen to me in the world today he's like what good is gonna fall upon me today Mm -hmm. and i don't think he was faking it it was truly how he was it was just man, the world is looking so kindly upon me all the time. Yeah. And good things happened to him. And now bad things probably happened as well, but he didn't see them as bad. He saw them as, oh, this happened to me so I can learn from it, or this happened to me so I can grow. Or he didn't focus on them and become obsessed with them. Yeah. I mean, you see people that become obsessed with all the ways that something could go wrong, you know? Yeah. yeah and we live in a world that that's easy to do. Mm. You know, you hop on... I haven't been on social media a lot lately just because it's it's like that. You're going through and you're like, oh, Russia, oh, economy, oh, the Fed, oh, the dollar. Just it it is – it's draining when there's all that opportunity out there 
that we're not scrolling through Instagram and going, ooh, opportunity, ooh, opportunity. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know if this is true, but I heard this the other day. There was this big effort to push music from four, four, 440 hertz, from 432 hertz is how like the classical symphonies used to be all tuned in. Mm-hmm. And then there was this big push in like the 40s, 50s, 60s to move away from 432 hertz to 440. And it complete, it's a completely different vibration that we end up getting. So if you listen to like a classical symphony where they're tuned like that versus music today, completely different feelings going to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, listening yeah. to classical music versus rock, which I, I like rock. I, mm-hmm. I even like metal but totally different mood that's going to come out of that. Right. And um, I don't know exactly where I'm going with that, except for that it's what we're seeing, what we're putting in our bodies, what we're consuming is really going to end up where we're going. What you focus on expands. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. And none of that stuff, it's interesting too, because, you know, going through all the negative, you know, all the negativity in the world, none of it's actually true. I mean, like the events around it are true. Like obviously the Ukraine Russia thing yeah. is true. Like there's conflict going on there, but most of like, it's interesting to see like when a big event happens, like say there's a big car wreck or whatever, you know, and I used to be like obsessed or like a shooting, you yeah. know, like say a shooting happens and the, all the news agencies are trying to report as quickly as they can what happens, you know, and it's like, yeah. okay, like 600 people dead and da 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 Well, then as more information comes out, like, yeah. it's like, okay, well, there was maybe nobody died, but there was a bunch of people injured or whatever. You know, they're so far off. So far. They're so far off. It's opinion, and they're trying, it's like fear porn. They're yeah. trying to get it out there to grab your attention. And so a lot of the fear and anxiety and negativity and fear of the reset, you know, recession and whatever else, nobody freaking knows. No. Even, you know, like... And, and I've over the last five years, my kind of my mentality on this has changed a lot. And I think it's because, you know, uh, just focusing more on education and following some of these people that are so, so-called experts. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I've been obsessed with different people over the last, well, really for most of my life, but like especially with, with like a specific asset class maybe or something you know like i'll follow one person for a while and uh they they're like oh like this this is gonna happen and it's gonna make this happen and this is gonna happen and the price of this is gonna like you know obviously they're knowledgeable people and what they have to say for the most part is valuable yeah but they are always so wrong (laughs) like all of them it's true you know and it's like i'm sure eventually some of those things will come to pass i mean there's some people that are just wrong and will never be right you know i mean for the most part but sure eventually the dollar might crash and silver might be worth two million dollars an ounce or whatever you know but these people keep, you know, there's people in any of those asset classes that are like, oh, it's going to happen next year. It's going to happen next year. It's going to happen next year. And it never does when they when they say that, you know. And so I think for us, it's a good, it's good to have all of those perspectives and general education, but then have a system set up yeah. that we don't change a whole lot. Like find something that works for you. Find something that you like to do. 
and then just keep doing that and sure make small adjustments and stuff but all of this negativity and yeah. fear-mongering and stuff don't make huge changes based on that stuff you know like i remember a couple years ago people were like oh covid's gonna ruin the real estate market it's gonna go way down and whatever i sold some real estate not necessarily because of that but because of other issues well i mean i should have held on to all of that real estate you know like granted it's worked you know we've taken that and reinvested it and it's been fine but listening to you know just I think it's key to figure out something, some kind of system that is working for you. Now, that takes some time to to figure out, whether it's an investment or a business or whatever. But just keep doing it if it's working, you know. Don't don't make big changes and that kind of stuff. Keep doing it if it's working and then refine it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I really like that. I think that's the, the perfect way to look at recession proofing and just knowing that you know whatever happens is going to happen and we just need to be prepared for it um it's pretty easy if you zoom out to look and see what things do you know if you zoom out on the s p 500 mm-hmm. it only goes up mm-hmm. now will it go up forever forever i i don't know maybe maybe not but if you zoom out it goes up what does silver and gold do? They go up. Mm-hmm. Well, silver, I guess, peaked in the 80s and hasn't really gone. Yeah, it's up. been a weird one. Yeah, but historically speaking, if you look at this stuff and you just zoom out, we get so caught up on, you know, what's the economy going to do tomorrow? Well, what about in six months? You know, that's a pretty short time frame. Well, the question is, what can we do today to make sure that in six months we're thriving? You know, like, that's really what matters. And if, like you said, in that plan something is not working exactly correctly like we want it to zooming out just refine it a little bit yeah you know if your assets are not growing and they're dwindling you're doing something wrong and just change it and the only difference in someone that's worth zero dollars and someone who's worth 50 million is that person who has 50 million just knows something a little bit different yeah knows something a little bit deeper that's it like that that's really it anybody on this entire earth granted you know there's going to be political and governmental and different things everybody has the potential though to move yourself into a position of of greatness yeah they just have to learn it we have to learn it that's why that's why we're doing this podcast yeah so we can talk to each other and and we can learn it so what are some things that like your average Joe person can do to help make sure that if we do hit this scary recession that everyone's talking about can be okay? Yeah. Yeah. I really, you know, um, in thinking about this, like I don't think I prepare any different for a recession than I just set up my life to be prepared for any kind of uncertainty and i'm not perfect at it and those things are still growing too you know i mean it's not like i have everything in place that i want to have yeah but uh you know as as silly as it sounds or whatever one thing that we started out with was okay let's get some food storage on hand yep and let's get some cash put away so that you know if there is a food shortage or whatever and this is stuff we've done ever since we've been married even growing up i mean i was taught this growing up this isn't just me coming up with it but uh you know say say there is a food shortage or say that 
we don't have enough money to buy food. Well, having a month or two months or a year's worth of food is pretty valuable. So kind of on the baseline, that's what we, especially when we got, you know, when I got married and stuff and we were having to do a lot of this stuff for our own family and ourselves. And it was, let's get some food put away and an emergency fund, you know, and that, that might be something small. That might be a month's worth of expenses or part of a month's worth of expenses as you start out. You know, now some of these things might take some sacrifices. I think maybe even the bottom layer from that is don't spend money on stupid stuff. Yeah. You know, we've talked about that a lot is cut out some stuff that's non-essential and build up some of these things that, that are essential, you know. And, and I think that a lot of that comes with education and just learning the difference between an asset and a liability or learning the value of being prepared maybe or whatever but yeah but those are some baseline stuff things that i do or that we have done and then as you grow those things it's like well okay we've kind of got maybe we get to a point to where there's a year's worth of food put away okay well let's take that money and let's build that emergency fund okay well that's done let's start investing it in assets that will grow over time you know and that kind of stuff like and that can be so small. Like when I was first married, that was like probably less than a hundred dollars a month that we would put into some of those things. And then just over time, it just turns into something that you're like, "Hey, that's pretty cool that it grew to that." You know, yeah. I don't know. And maybe that sounds funny. No, I think it's silly. I think it's awesome because one, we never know what's going to happen, and I think we live in a pretty abundant world and especially where we live there's a lot of abundance here in the united states there's abundance and especially in the area that we live there's abundance but if something did turn for the worse what do we need we need we need food and water mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the essentials right there well we might always be chasing that next business or you know that next million dollars or whatever that is but do we have a month worth of food i mean that's a yeah. simple thing but that's actually very important and very relevant. I think that's something I would add to it, not to be doomsday, but a little bit of silver, gold, mm-hmm. cigarettes, and alcohol. <laughs> well, and that's just, so, that just adds on to that. Yeah. The emergency fund, you yeah. know what I mean? Like even ammunition or whatever, you know, like any of that kind of stuff that you can, and it doesn't even have to be those things. Anything yeah. that you can buy excess of and put it away and not consume it today, Yeah, that's a win. You know, it, it might be a, a a bulk tank of gasoline maybe you buy a 55 gallon drum and put it in your your garage and you fill it up once a year or something just to have it on hand i mean any any time that you can delay consumption Mm -hmm. you know you're pushing those assets into the future there's a lot of value in in uh in doing that and i i look at you know preparing for a recession no different than preparing for you know say an unexpected bill comes in or something like that for sure like you know in individual households maybe a medical a big medical bill or something comes through that has the same or probably even more of an impact on that individual household than a recession does yeah you know or or something unexpected the car breaks down or something you know and so the more stuff that you can kind of over time put away when when you're on top of those things and then it's just not an issue, you know? I mean, you don't have to really put any brain power into it. You don't have to stress out about it. You don't have any anxiety around it. It's like, all right, yeah, it's 500 bucks to fix my car this month. That sucks, you know? I 
really would just rather have that 500 bucks in the bank that makes me feel good but yeah i've got the 500 bucks it's not that big of a deal you don't even really give it a second thought you know it's instead of turning into a huge thing what is it the average american has access to less than 400 dollars? yeah i think that's it i think it's like uh I think it's like 65% of Americans don't have enough money to, to cover a $400 emergency expense. That's crazy. It's nuts. I just whispered like Joe Biden. It is crazy. <laughs> that, that would that whisper was for emphasis because it's important. Yeah. You know, that's nuts. It, it, it really is. And I, I like what you said, just don't buy stupid crap. Now, it's okay to buy stupid crap when you have a plethora of money. That actually helps mm-hmm. move the economy. You know, buying buying stuff means that you're buying it from that small business owner or the guy that it used to be a small business that turned it into a bigger one, velocity of money, it's important. It's important yeah. for the economy. But if we have food storage and we have an emergency fund and we have uh, some consumables that we're not consuming, like you said, um, the other thing is cash flow. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody out there has something, some skill, a product, a service, something that you can be cash flowing or that you can at least know that you can cash flow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people out there that talk about, I want to start a business, I want to do this, I want to do that. Then then start it, even if it's on a small scale and you're like, you know, I'm only going to give an hour a week to this. Just do it because you start to learn those skills that it takes to where if you need to, you you can get out and do it. You know, maybe I'm just totally throwing out a, a, a job that m- could possibly go away. Maybe you work for a mortgage lender and mortgages go, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're not doing them. There's not many mortgages happening and you, you lose your job. But you were really good at raking leaves. <laughs> I'm just throwing yeah. stuff out yeah. there. And you've refined it over time and you, you have this really efficient way of raking leaves. And you go to this prominent neighborhood and you market yourself as the guy that can rake leaves the best out of everybody you really are ahead of the game as far as recession proofing yourself if you were to lose your job today do you have that month worth of food do you have that emergency fund and do you have the skills that you can go out and actually turn a profit yeah yeah and i think that that exercise of filling the need of an opportunity it kind of gets you looking for opportunities too like there's opportunities all around us every day like how many how many ideas do you come up with a day driving from like here to the next town over like it would baffle yeah you know just like (laughs) me too like i'm driving down the road and i'm like huh that would be a good business you know like and you have to kind of learn to to pull some of the ones out yeah. that you really like and pursue them because it gets over you can't pursue everything yeah. right you and but, my wife like but, have to be like tyler well i do the same thing yeah. i you know i i do the same thing i'm like hey that would be a good idea that yeah. would be a good idea i have a file at home that i keep if i, I if, if i have ideas that come up that i really like i'll type up a business plan and throw it in there if i don't yeah. if, if, if it's not one that i'm going to pursue right now and then i can go back and look over that and, so and have contacts and everything but uh because it does like entre- entrepreneurs are creative that's the thing you yeah. know and, and so um but going through that that you know your example of the side hustle raking leaves it starts opening your brain to look for other opportunities you know and and needs that need filled out there yeah um and that's that's a skill it is just looking you know looking for opportunities and finding opportunities the cool thing about that is it's a 
skill that can be developed rather quickly as you start looking for opportunities. Opportunities pop up all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it's it's pretty fun to see and be part of. But yeah. the cool I was listening to, we're talking about Joe Rogan a whole bunch on here, but I was listening to uh, I've been doing a bunch of work moving dirt yeah. the last couple of days. And so I've had lots of time to yeah. to listen to podcasts. But I listened to him and uh, Dave Chappelle, and it's an yeah. older podcast, you know, maybe last year or something. But it was interesting in there. Um, they taught they were both talking about when they so Joe Rogan was doing uh, well, Dave Chappelle was talking about doing the Chappelle show and he's like, it wasn't really what I wanted to do, Yeah, you know, and he kind of, you know, they talked about that a little bit, but he's like, that really wasn't what I wanted to do, but the money was good enough Yeah, that, you know, I, I was taking that money and I was putting it on the side and he called it FU money, yeah. you know? So he's like, you know, I'm putting away this FU money to, to where I, I knew that I would have a good amount of money set aside that I could go and do what I wanted to do when I got done with that. Yeah. You know, and Joe Rogan talked about the same thing, how he, when he was doing fear factor, it wasn't what he really wanted to be doing, but it was good enough money that he could be, you know, putting some money away on the side and that kind of thing. And then pursuing, um, I think he was, that's when he started doing commentary on the UFC fights just for okay. free for fun because yeah. he wanted to. And, uh, you know, and then it turned into this big thing. And then even his podcast too, like he kind of started doing that just because he wanted to. And he had, you know, he'd, he had some money, you know, stored away to where he could do that. Everybody thought he was crazy doing this podcast thing. Yeah. But I thought too, you know, I mean, back to our kind of our steps for a uh, recession, you know, say you have some food or resources, whatever stacked up to where that doesn't take a lot of money to sustain yourself. You get an emergency fund in place. And you've developed those habits, so you just keep adding to that emergency fund, whether it's cash in the bank or whether it's investments or whatever. Yeah. Well, that little egg can turn into some fu money. Yeah. I mean, really, if that you know, to where say you say it's not a recession, say you just get to a point where you don't love your job anymore and you're not fulfilled there anymore. Well, if you have a year's worth of money stacked away, yeah, you've got a lot more confidence to go and try something else. Absolutely. new and have some startup money and everything else than you do if you don't have anything yeah like that's such a big that's i mean that's exactly what what i did yeah is you know we we flipped some houses and even sold our personal house yep and moved in fixed up some other houses and had some other things you know on the side that we were doing and whatnot to where we had a an amount of money that we're like okay now we don't know exactly what the next step is but we feel confident that we could at least get by for a little while. Yeah. And so then we were able to make that transition out of, you know, a, a job into pursuing some other businesses. Yeah. And it's just, I think that's the value of delaying consumption and putting that away, putting yeah. away the extra, you know, as you can really get in a spot that you can start to succeed rather quickly. Yeah. And there's also something there. I, I wish I would have looked up the definition and studied a little before this, but you know, there's a natural law of sacrifice that's in there. You know, by you sacrificing and saying, "Hey, we're going to sell our personal home and we're going to do this and we're going to do that," there's something there. It's kind of like giving. When you give 
I don't know how, but it returns to you. It doesn't yeah. have to be monetarily, but it returns to you. They're Usually still, multiplied. Yes, multiplied. Um, because we really do live in, a, in an abundant world. And there's something with sacrifice, too. If you're willing to sacrifice, then somehow, and I'm going to throw out the term because you know, we are who we are, blessings mm-hmm. happen. For sure. So, you know, we might see that as blessings from a higher power. Someone else might see that as just some sort of natural law that exists. And some other people might think that it's just hokey crap. Uh, but it works. Yeah. You know, it, sacrifice, giving. Um, maybe it doesn't seem <clears throat> like that obvious of a thing, but we've talked about it before. A, a lot of these podcasts might just turn into <laughs> things we've talked about before because they're so important. Yeah. When things start to go in a direction that we don't want to see them go, we give. And that is not to be like, hey, look at us, we give. No, go give of yourself or of your time or of some, some money or whatever it is. Just give. It comes back to you. Don't go give just to get it back. You feel better. Mm-hmm. You're helping the world. You're helping humanity. And if we are truly headed into a recession or we're in a recession, what could we do better than help each other? I mean, that's like yeah, that's like the key to all of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's it's true. I mean, mentality has a lot to do with it. You know. Yeah. And if you're if you're giving, then obviously you have an abundance mindset. Yeah. And if you have an abundance mindset, then you're gonna find opportunities. Yeah. Like it's just I was you know I heard a story where this lady she went in for I don't know she was having problems with something I don't know if it was like mental stuff or went into a psychiatrist or something I don't know and she was failing at maybe life or failing at some stuff you know whatever and and her response like after she went in and kind of started working through this stuff and everything was well hopefully it's me that's the problem and not everything else and the guys the this you know whoever's helping or whatever the mentor's like well what do you mean that's kind of weird that you would hope that you're the problem. And she's like, no, well, if it's me that's the problem, I can change. I can learn what I need to to learn to get out of this situation and become better. You know, that's a better outcome for me, I feel like, than if everything else is the problem and everything else just sucks because that's what it is. Well, I can't change anything to get out of that. But if I'm the problem and it's my attitude or my actions or whatever, then I can I can become better to get out of that. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it, awesome. and it's, it's a great mentality. Donald Trump's gone through how many bankruptcies? And he's... I have no idea. A lot? <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I want to say it's six or seven bankruptcies that he's gone through, yet he's a billionaire that was president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Like the mindset there wasn't, oh, I went bankrupt, I'm a failure. It was, oh, I went bankrupt, I, I guess I better... Um, move on to the next one yeah do something just, different this time yeah, do or something whatever different yeah and i would imagine he won't go bankrupt again but maybe he will i mean he's he's getting old but he'll probably redo all of it yeah and that's just uh that's also a learned skill and it's something that as we go on throughout life i feel lucky because we got started in business pretty young when you're young you can take some risk and stuff that maybe you you can't you don't feel like you can take when you're a little bit older mm-hmm but it's interesting when you start to get into it where you can where you can go with it and how quickly you can go with it. So my in-laws were saying the other day, they've built a really cool uh, wedding venue and Airbnb resort. 
<clears throat> and they were like, it's kind of crazy because we didn't build what we were meant to build until we were in our mid-50s. So, you know, we, we always think about things like maybe you have to start as you're young or this and that. They're in their 50s before they really built what they were meant to build. And who knows, maybe in 20 years it's something completely different. They're going to go, we were meant to build this when we were in our 70s. Yeah. Um, so that was running through my mind. And also, not to just jump subjects all over the place, but that's... That's what podcasts are for. That's what podcasts are for. Um, we have some friends that when COVID hit, they their business was shut down for six weeks. And they were talking about how amazing it was to them and how little they could live on. Hmm. And I thought that was really cool. They're like, we got creative with meals. We got creative with activities with our family. We got just, they got creative on everything. And I thought that was really cool because as far as like a recession proof, knowing that you can live on far less. Yeah. And, and it's exactly what you said. I'm just repeating the Matt wisdom. <laughs> yeah, it's no, the no. just yeah, right. stopping being such a consumer um, not being a consumer, but excess consumption. Sure. You know, we can, we can temporarily do that and that's okay. Like we learn so much from that and maybe that's, maybe it's a good assignment to just go out and say, Hey, I'm going to pretend, I'm going to pretend for a month mm -hmm. that, um, income has stopped. What, what can I do now? Don't let that become your mentality of that income has stopped, but just pretend for a month and see how much money you can save. I actually think that'd be, I kind of want to do that. Just, mm -hmm. just see what can I do in a month and how much money could I actually put away? Or how much, it, also, and what are some streams that I can start up to yeah. make some income? Yeah. You know, like you got a camper in the driveway, can rent that puppy out. Absolutely. You know, like there's some other things too that it's like, oh, I didn't have to think about this before. Yep. How can I increase income in a month? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like those a lot. And letting ideas evolve you know you and i are in a in a little business right now that started out as one thing and has kind of quickly moved into two things and maybe three things but we're allowing we're we're letting we're water yeah it's flowing down a river yeah um yeah we're letting it flow though we're not resisting it and going oh no the water has to get dammed up well eventually it's going to spill over no it's like hey the market's moving us in this direction that's okay mm -hmm. you let things flow and um we've never had experience in that before so who are we to yeah to say this is the right way to do it yeah you know we kind of got to feel it out and educate ourselves a little bit on it and keep rolling forward yeah you know? what if jeff bezos would have said we are only ever going to sell books yeah on amazon.com okay it probably would have gone out of business probably well i don't know their their books and audible and stuff pretty awesome yeah but but you, maybe they wouldn't have even come up with that yeah they wouldn't have purchased mm -hmm. maybe they wouldn't have purchased audible if he would have said we'll only ever sell physical yeah, books true, true. Well, then they purchased audible they purchased yeah they sell you can buy anything on amazon and actually if you're a retailer online and you're not selling through amazon you might not be doing well mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's pretty crazy mm -hmm. did you know there's an amazon warehouse coming here no well to idle falls really yeah that's what i well so i'd heard speculation on it for the last few months but then i'd heard again the other day that i'm pretty sure that it's legit like like they'll have a lot of stuff it's, it's like a distribution center so we so might have like one day shipping yeah like we're supposed to yeah 
Well, and I guess in some of these areas, too, like, obviously, we live in the sticks in Idaho, so it's yeah. still getting delivered by UPS and FedEx and all that. Amazon has their own carriers in a lot of big cities and stuff, so maybe we'll have that, too, or we'll actually get I don't want one that. day or two day or something <laughs> like that. I but, like living in the sticks. I know. But I know. But that's also, along with all of this, there are so many people in this area that resist that change. Mm-hmm. They go, no, I don't want it, so I'm going to resist it. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen regardless of whether we want it or not. So just embrace it or move. I'm going to sound like that yeah. guy. Just embrace it or move because it's going to happen. So if you want to recession-proof yourself, start a business. There's a yeah. lot of people moving yeah. to this area. There's yeah. a lot of need. There's a lot of change a lot and everything opportunity. else. I was talk, uh, <laughs> I was out doing some work the other day, and a guy, a neighbor came up and was talking to me, and, and uh, he's like, oh, we were we were really worried when you were developing, you know, and what was going to go on back here and what's going to get put up. And, you know, I mean, obviously it's in his backyard, so he's yeah. concerned about it. And I totally understand that. But on the other side, I'm like, it's only been on the market for five years. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if, if you were really that concerned about it, you could have bought it and put what you wanted back here. Yep. You know? And so I think there is a lot of those people that just sit back and complain about it. Or there's people that, have a vision for what they want to be in their backyard and they go and build it yeah you know or whatever and maybe that's arrogant i don't no. i'm not saying that no. in an arrogant way but you can be you can sit around and complain about change or you can jump in and be part of it yeah and it's it's a lot funner to be part of it absolutely you know it really is well and that guy I don't know him. Don't know who he is. Nothing against him. I don't really either. So he's probably not out there consuming self development books and books on wealth and you know legacy development. He's probably not yeah. reading that stuff. Or yeah, yeah. Or he just doesn't have any interest. In, you know, I mean, a lot of people are like, eh, whatever. They get stuck in their day to day, and yeah. the last thing they want is another project or whatever. You For know, sure. but but if you don't have enough ambition to take on another project or whatever, then. Don't be upset on what gets put there or what another person grows or builds or the content somebody else puts online. You know, if, if you don't like somebody's content online, you think that this other kind of content ought to be online, build it. Build it. Put it, it out there. Yep. You know, I mean, that's great. Yeah. I don't understand where we have this mentality that we can complain and get people to delete their com their content or complain and somebody doesn't use their piece of property the way that they want to or what it's just so bizarre it It really is is. and there there are just butthole people (laughs) and and it just is how it is Mm -hmm. and uh there's there are going to be those people no matter what and then it kind of depends on our attitude you know yeah i've been stuck several times on people that have made complaints about certain things um and I get stuck on those people. Like, why Why are they such complainers? Why are they doing that? And then at some point, I just had to step back and go, those people are just going to exist. Yeah. And I just, I need to accept that, and I need to become better. Now I feel sorry for some of those people. Like, right. Ooh, how miserable would that be to yeah. live that life where you're just constantly complaining about everything instead of just trying to make the world a better place? Like the world could could get better. I think we could all agree on that. Mm-hmm. We could be part of that change. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then for you, sure. you look at people like we keep bringing him up, Joe Rogan. He never thought I'm going to change the world for the better, but he has. He's given a a platform of free speech. He's uh, he's helped so many people 
mm-hmm. you go on the Joe Rogan podcast, you're probably okay financially for the rest <laughs> of your life. Yeah. And he said it. He's like, well, you're not doing good right now. Well, you're on my podcast, so now you're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Sean Baker, carnivore diet guy, you know, he goes on. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously these guys work hard. But he goes on Joe Rogan, and then all of a sudden, you know, he jumps a lot of Instagram followers. Yep. And so someone like that, Joe Rogan, crappy childhood, is moving in a certain direction, and then all of a sudden he's changing the world for the better. I don't know if Mike Tyson has, but <laughs> <laughs> but very wise. No, it's well, just it's, cool. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I mean, we all have the chance to do that, even if it's not on the scale of Joe Rogan. Yep. But we have we have the chance to make things better. Yeah. And, you know, and and you know, that comes through creativity which in business is expressed as entrepreneurship, you yeah. know, and and, th- and that's it. And we can we can better ourselves financially and while we're doing it mentally and spiritually and everything else, you know. I think yeah. I think that that's the the probably the main takeaway from from today is just being better, continually improving ourselves, and as we do that, you know, we 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 become more resourceful and everything else, so that anything in life we can come out of. Yeah. So and how you know. do, and I I think that's a perfect way to end it. And how you do anything is how you do everything. So everything you just said. I just learned a lot from you today in this podcast. So everything you just said, wrap that all up and know that how how you do anything is how you do everything. So yeah, by doing all of that, we just get better at everything else. Yeah. I mean, start small. Start putting some stuff aside. Grow a little bit aside money, whatever, yep. whether that's little, money that you're going to use in case of an emergency or little, FU money or little, whatever. Little nest egg. <laughs> you know, and then... Be looking for opportunities. Be looking for things that you can go out and make changes in and grow and build and diversify in. Yeah, diversification. You know, I don't know. I don't know. We kind of, we kind of, we didn't really get into real specific things, but I think that if you did that overall in everything, like whether it's a recession, whether it's an emergency, whether it's no matter what it is, I think. Yeah. I think well, that's that, so that's in, it. it's so individualized that I don't think that we I think we'd be doing people a disservice if we said exactly what we think that we should do. Yeah. Because it's all so individualized. But everything that you said about you know, building that food storage and little nest egg and then looking for opportunities and, and not uh, over consuming, like all of that, that's gonna be good for everybody. It's like that's a good general knowledge that people can take away from it and then you know, in your individual life, that's where the opportunities come. I'm probably never going to get into uh, mechanics with vehicles, but someone else might, and that's their opportunity. Mm-hmm. And those opportunities are everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. Sweet. I like it. Well, thank you for today. Yeah. I, uh, thank you. It was I, really good. You had a lot of just really good little sound bites, actually. We need to. We need to get some sound bikes out of there. You just had some good one-liners. So well, I appreciate it. You too. Yeah. We It's always good when we get together. It is good. It is. Yeah. Like every week I look forward to it and then I always come away with something too. Yeah, it's good. You know, not just something, quite a few things. Yeah. So, it's 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 really good and some stuff to take
take back and yep. use and implement and that kind of stuff. So yeah. nice. Right. I appreciate it, man. We'll see you okay. soon. We'll see you.